Hello and good evening, and welcome to the Basham Report of November 16th, 2013. And I am reporting to you from the end of the world, a country located at the very last time zone, or next to it. And I am experiencing more than a human being is probably allowed to experience in a 24-hour period. I feel so honored to be alive during this generation, the last generation. And I feel so honored to be among people that have very exceptional life experiences and who are sharing those with me. And tonight I'd like to share some letters, some words from a dear soul who just wrote in, found my blog and wrote in there and then wrote me some emails. And, um, it's amazing, like, the internet is a fluid, moving, and changing place, but we can reach each other and talk to each other and find each other through podcasts, blogs, YouTube, and it's sort of like a, sort of like an old-fashioned pirate movie with different ships that are strong and sailing, like the Black Pearl, and then getting sunk, and the pirates have to jump to another ship and commandeer that one, and take it to the you know the front of the battle and then that ship gets destroyed and they have to commandeer another ship and that's how the internet is and if you're a swashbuckling gospel gypsy pirate out there and your faith is still strong or even if you're just a, a normal human soul who wants to share what you know the internet is your wild west it's the place where you can just go and have a rowdy fun adventure no matter what country you're from or what your background is, as long as you're a new bottle and you're not stuck in the old mold, then this is the place for you. And when the internet gets destroyed, then we'll make a new one. McAfee has already talked about making a new internet, apart from Google and all the, the big giant antichrist armies and companies that are trying to control everybody's life. Anyway, let's get started here. I really, I'm going to take the liberty of reading these comments and letters from Dear Happy, a sweet, sweet soul, someone that has just touched my life, and I don't even think they realize it. So we're going to get started here, and um, I'm just going to read some clips and some quotes that really, really blessed me. <clears throat> now, I'm going to take the liberty here. Uh, this individual is named Happy, and that's such a sweet name for me because that's the, the song that my daughter always sings. She sings Happy. Uh, it's Twinkle Twinkle with just the word Happy sung over and over again. <laughs> and um, what a miracle, too. I've, I'm really sorry because I haven't, I haven't had any time to either do this or get back to email. I took a little time yesterday and tried to get some prophecy for people. I have a little page for free prophecy, and if anybody out there listening has the gift of prophecy and would like to respond to some of the requests that we're getting, man, you are sorely needed, and we can't offer to pay you, but just consider it a tithe of your time, and you'd be amazed the amount of people out there who are just hungry for prophecy, who just want a, they want to hear from the Lord for their life. So if you have a, a gift of prophecy and you can just type out a word or record a word by mp3 or something, 
um, I can I can uh, pass on some of these messages of, of uh, requests for prophecy and you can do that but in the meantime I'm gonna just do my best and try to get back to all those as that I can <laughs> it takes me a while because I, I've got to be you know got to be in tune I can't just be like totally exhausted from school and work and then be like all right lord what does this person need and i could but it just wouldn't wouldn't be as like or maybe it would maybe that would be the better way to do it i don't know but in the meantime i am going to be reading some of these messages from happy and i just found out that happy is a female that is that is a shock i didn't realize because because happy has such a just a tone of a soldier the way that she writes so that was kind of a surprise to, to learn and um but the very first message that i got from happy was on my blog and and it goes like this i won't even try to i'll just answer it here basically it's just such a good amazing encouraging letter so it says dear brother greetings in jesus precious name god bless you for having zeal for the word and yes as the old letter builders beware says the building will start to fall apart if the builders take out of the sacks take out the sacks of grain which is the word i recently came from the mission field to a first world country to raise funds and here's a day-to-day -day battle so i'm really happy to hear the letters in your youtube channel oh, i gotta start reading the letters again on that channel man the favorite trick of the devil is to make us think that we are the only nut who is digging to the word to try to live for the Lord, etc. Man, ain't that the truth. What happened to the end time army? Of what I heard, this is the present scenario. This is so good. You, you've got to hear this. In the midst of one of the most ferocious battles, one of the generals got smitten, badly hurt. The logistic plans given by the chief commander for the meantime came to a pause. Left for further review, while the general is out of order, the colonel releases this info to the subordinates, the officials, uh, to the subordinate officials, who, by the way, spread the word to sergeants and the rest of the recruits. The soldiers get confused since they no longer know what happened to the logistic plan and what is the next move. Some choose to stick to their battalion, and the sergeant keeps going on with last orders given by the chief commander. Other battalions just completely disassemble and the soldiers are left to their own, some completely deserting what is left of the army. Since there is no longer an army, the battle must be over. Some soldiers that were sent in scouting, uh, in scouting missions quite by themselves before this whole blow happened have expertise in just following the logistics plans, since that was the only thing that kept them going on as scouts. Although now, some of the scouts, while seeing some of their former comrades in arms, also are getting disappointed other scouts are keeping the goal as those that stuck to their battalion and keep fighting. What a parable. <laughs> that is so cool and sad, but it's true. With which characters of the ones above do you identify? I know with which one I do. Dear brother, did not the Lord warn us time after time to not get carried away by the circumstances? That is one of those big tricks of the devil. That he's put in our way before he was attacking us at a small scale now at a super big one to try to ruin the lord's work completely you are not the only one that feels this way i know that the keys are real i lived some incredible life stories oh man i'm i don't have time to really read all of her 
amazing testimonies here, but some of the key testimonies that she has are incredible. Oh, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. We need to let others know that they are not alone in this fight. Some may not even speak this language, but in their hearts, they want to have, they want to do something for the Lord. The most important thing is the word to keep going on. I mean all of it. You said you have info store available. I don't have info store, but I still have some books and the letters I downloaded before, but others have basically nothing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10:17. May you keep being a blessing for many. They that be wise shall shine and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12:3. I'll keep you my prayers. Man, if that isn't uh, just just a, an encouraging word from a soldier in the trench fighting who has kept their faith and is still using the weapons. Gosh, I am just, this is what I know. This is what I dropped out and decided I wanted to live by faith to become a part of as people like that who just are diehards. And I know a lot of different diehards from different walks of life, but this is the kind that right now I'm I'm drawn to are the people that, you know, they haven't forgotten the word of God that he said yesterday. And they're still looking for God today, but they have a sense of honesty about what's happened. And Happy is very polite about the way that she describes the whole saga of the recent events in the family. Um... Because it's it's a sad mess. The scope of the spiritual warriors of David being scattered everywhere, just completely, like, totally unsure what to do. Um, and I, I listened to a Neville Johnson teaching today about the book of Job. And it it's really kind of like that. Like, God just did this thing to Job and didn't explain why. And I think in our faith right now, the children of God the family, the children of David are being tested to their core. And um, they they were ready for the end of the world, but they weren't ready for this. They weren't ready for meltdown of the lead commander's orders and the faith channels. And so, but if you really believed it, I think you wouldn't throw it away. It's just there's, there's utter confusion right now. The, the leadership of the family has just gone off into this other dimension and they just don't even acknowledge anything about the past or what what God has said. Not not the past as far as some religious movement, but the past as in like God spoke these promises over us. And to just suddenly have total silence about that is just mind-boggling and infuriating. And if you're honest, you'd be kind of upset about that but most people are just trying to survive now i understand you know living by faith you don't exactly like roll around in money but the times of uh a financial incredible financial gain are apparently coming um the church is going to be really really rich but it's not for individuals to buy yachts it's for god's work so this is a good time to stay living in faith and just trusting in God. And wherever he leads you today, just just whatever you do, don't lose your connection with him. And um, 
it's easy to get preachers itch on these podcasts. I need to just read the letters more, you know. The, the letters, I have to say, there's just nothing like them. But more and more, I'm finding there is a lot out there. And uh, I'll do my best to share the stuff that I find. The Hagman and Hagman Report, um, Russ Dizdar, Steve Quayle, Alex Jones, um, Jerry Lee, The Manifester. These people probably don't all agree with each other, but on the point of the letters, I find a whole lot to agree with. So, um, let's see here. I shall read one more comment from Happy, who is a warrior of the faith. <clears throat> so, um, this is going to be one of um, Happy's amazing miracle testimonies, and I'd like to just read the the message here. I hope she doesn't mind. Oops. If she does mind, then she can contact me and I will remove this. But I believe that as any witnesser, just the knowledge of your testimony getting out there is exciting. And I want to get this out there because I think this will bring faith to those that are kind of um, trying to figure out their faith right now and maybe have just decided not to think about the past or or just don't know what to think about their past and wonder like what was legitimate and this is one of those miracles that i'm sure other people that were missionaries before know that happened just so much that you couldn't even keep track of them all but here's here is an amazing one all right i will let happy take the helm here I'm a born-in-the-family person, so as a child, I grew up in the homes. This miracle is a resurrection miracle. It happened over 20 years ago, so the whole details were received from my parents. I have a younger brother that, by that time, being a toddler, loved to eat vegetables, especially the cooked type. And waking up from his nap, he found one of his favorite vegetables on the table, and he ate it. It was a leftover cooked Swiss chard that was taken from the fridge. After some time, my brother went where my mom was, and she was organizing some posters and lit, etc. And then she noticed he had some fever, so she stayed with him. At that time, he seemed to be fine, but while she was praying about the cause, my dad arrived from witnessing, and my mom let out a scream, which made my dad rush just to see that with my mom, my brother's body muscles contracted, and he died. Another sister, who happened to be a former nurse or so, or something, came rushing to the scene and took the pulse of his hand, brought a mirror, and confirmed the worst that he was dead. So they rushed to a phone and called a doctor, and after an ambulance came, and meanwhile, my dad, who was praying and rebuking the devil and claiming the Lord's promises, started to speak in tongues and kept rebuking the enemy, praising the Lord and rebuking all this nonstop. And everyone else by this time was thinking he was in shock or something since he wouldn't stop. Wow, what faith, you know. The ambulance was taking its time. They just took a cab. And by squishing my brother's body inside the taxi, he threw up. But afterwards, his body remained the same. And the taxi driver was speaking to my mom. Ma'am? said, don't worry if you dirty the car, but don't get any false hopes. I lost a near relative a while ago, and that's a normal reaction in a dead people. So meanwhile, my dad kept praying. 
but that reaction on my brother's body plus my dad's constant prayer gave my mom a kind of hope kind of a hope so she didn't that uh, a hope that she didn't have before that my brother would be fine and my dad was praising the lord gosh you know that is faith that's the kind of faith andrew womack did that too with his son when he died and his his son was resurrected all right continuing on by the time they arrived to the hospital the doctors and the paramedics were going to give the electric shocks to try to revive him when my brother woke up and sat up where they had placed him after that the next weeks and months he loved to be practically glued to the posters of heaven pointing to the angels and trying to say something about the angels he was especially obsessed with the angel on the pearly gate of the heavenly city that was in one of the posters i'll make that picture that specific poster will be the picture of this this video all of the pessimistic medical prognosis of how terrible would his life be after being dead for more than 25 minutes thanks to jesus never happened anyway my dad refused to take my brother again to the doctor after they confirmed that some sort of amoeba had caused all that trouble and wanted to examine him some more examine him some more to know what exactly was going on and give him pills although they threatened my parents that they would go to the police if they didn't show up with him my dad took the stand of faith until this day my brother is well and a blessing hallelujah <laughs> praise the lord that is so cool i wanted to write you also some keys of the kingdom miracles but the lord willing it will be next time but lord willing it will be next time okay the the bad english is mine not happy so i'm kind of reading this uh not very well but man what an incredible testimony you know that that is just that's that is the lord and that's the kind of stuff that you read about in the bible and you read about you know some person in the jungle prayed and that happened but you know what these are modern day coming from middle class or upper class typically upper class people that just decided they want to serve the lord and they did so for for a whole you know for 40 years and had kids you know and happy is one of those kids one of the second generation and you know it's proof that in this modern era in in upper class normal you know people that are educated people that have laptops and you know live well dress well you know live in mansions even uh, albeit communally these kind of people that they can see miracles and if they can then you can too and if they can drop out and serve god full-time and just live by faith so can you you know if if serving god isn't worth just dropping everything in your life to go do then it's not worth doing this this whole thing about just believing in jesus it's got to be a hundred percent or nothing you can't just do it sometimes it's got to take over your whole life and when you feel like you've just given everything that you have to follow jesus and to live by faith and to just drink in his word and share his word with others and that's your life you know that you're really alive and you know that your life is really from god you know galatians 2 20 
It's Jesus's life coming through you. You're dead. Your old life in this world is dead. And it's just him and just miracles happen constantly. And um, I mean, this story from Happy, it's like, you know, desperate situation, but that, that's where God does amazing miracles. So, well, man, I'm, I want to, I want to hear more of these. Gosh, let's see what else there is here. <clears throat> All right. Now, um, after taking a short break here, continuing on, here's another testimony from Happy. This miracle is one of the most amazing miracles I have ever experienced personally, although I haven't shared it with everybody only with people I know due to sensitivity of the area. Several years ago, when my parents and myself were in that type of a place, we had gone there because the Lord had shown us through prophecy that for that time, that that was his will for us. So obviously it was some kind of a, uh, well, non-disclosed location. We'll just leave it at that. We had to go from where we were to a nearby area, and to do so, we had to cross a checkpoint to get to the other area. And the soldiers checked us really well, and after questioning us, let us pass. On the other side, the time passed quickly, or at least that's how it felt. But when we had to return, we saw that our passports um, had just expired. So, what to do? But we had to return. We had to return through the same way, since the rest of us were on that side. We all knew the danger that we were in. At that time, we knew that people had been deported for less than that. So we prayed and claimed the power of the keys of the kingdom. Incredibly, instead of abiding on the negative thoughts, the Lord gave us the reassurance that we needed. So we took the vehicle we needed to get to the checkpoint. Our fellow traveler was a young foreigner, and we were witnessing to him, but he still hadn't received Jesus in his heart. Although he said he didn't believe in anything, much less in God, he listened to what we were saying. As soon as the driver stopped, we got out first and claimed the keys of invisibility to make us invisible through the keys of the kingdom. As we went to the checkpoint with our passports in our hands, we came face to face with the officer in charge. We kept seeing her gaze and it just went right through us as if trying to see further us in the distance. The rest of the soldiers were looking to our back, as if we weren't even there. As soon as my mom passed through them and went to the next corridor, I followed her and my dad came right behind. The young man was behind my dad, and we kept riding, uh, we kept walking till we were out, and on the other side, all of us stopped after that, asking ourselves what had just happened. Still with our passports in our hands, I don't know what kept me walking or what happened to the young man that was following behind. We still asked ourselves, but we were just praising the Lord when suddenly the young man, our traveler companion, came rushing towards us from where we were, where we had just come, saying, Hey, there you are. What happened over there? I've been walking fast, hoping to see you here, and I was right with you when the officer asked me to hand her the passport, and you suddenly vanished from sight. And I asked the soldiers where my companions had gone and they just laughed and said I was walking alone. The soldiers opened my backpack, searched all my stuff and the officer nearly tore my passport off looking for anything suspicious. He said, I knew those soldiers were just being rude. 
and that you were there with me, and you just walked so fast you vanished from my sight in a fraction of seconds, and later left me with no breath, trying to catch you. We ended up telling him that we had all just witnessed a miracle. As surprised as he was, he prayed to receive Jesus in his heart. When we got to where the rest of us were, one of my brothers told us he had an urge to pray for us. So he told the rest and they, the, the rest of this, and they claimed the keys of faith over us. That was more or less the same time that we realized our documents were not in order. Well, after this experience with the keys of invisibility, I know that Jesus will keep doing his miracles whenever it is needed. It takes an impossible situation for the Lord to do miracles. Wow, <laughs> man, that is so cool. Gosh, you know, and I, I absolutely believe happy. I think that this is the kind of miracle that we are going to see more and more of as the years continue to get darker. And, oh, gosh, I just got to stop for a second and just take a breather here. This is so cool. Whew. just makes me think of all the things that I'm hearing Ian Clayton talking about. These different Christians that are seeing miracles like this happen. You know, we haven't even gotten started seeing what God can do. And, oh, just think about it. He's God. He can do anything. It's just so awesome. And I'm so thankful for Happy. I'm so, so incredibly excited to just imagine what he's going to do for us. And we have to live by faith. We have to live with this kind of just stalwart, just no matter what, we're going to believe in the Lord and in his promises. And we're going to just live on that. And when you get a, a crisis situation, that is an opportunity for God to do a miracle. So, wow. All right. <laughs> this music is cool, but I'm going to shut it down here so we can read some more. This is Jerry Goldsmith, uh, Total Recall soundtrack so a fitting background for God's miracles <laughs> couldn't help myself there I think for me at least music is just the way to just get yourself in the word if you if you find reading the word boring well that's your problem but you can find ways to make it more interesting you can drink coffee you can listen to good music not Lady Gaga, but listen to a movie soundtrack. Listen to something that has depth and power and meaning to it. Anyway, I'm going to read the next uh, letter that I got from Happy. Just a, a little portion of it. I'm, just, I'm addicted to these. This girl has so much faith. and It is just so cool. And 
I feel selfish just sitting on these treasures that she sent me. I want to at least put them out there for other people to, to help their faith to grow too. All right. So I asked her the question, how did you keep your faith all these years? And she answered, what a question. So because I don't know how, I'm just as every I'm just as ordinary as everybody else. I believe it is only Jesus. He is the one that gives me faith every day to keep going on. Anyway, I'm not the only one. There are others that have a greater faith than myself. And in my near family, I see that too. Thank you, Jesus. All of my brothers are firm in the Lord. I've seen other brethren with their whole families that are just standing firm doing their best for Jesus. I also have come across those that have lost most of their faith, but I know that Jesus loves each one of us regardless of what we do or think. So when I cried to Jesus what to do about that, the answer was that he is in control of everything and that he is working in everybody's lives and that I just have to pray for them and keep loving them and he'll come through when the time comes. Only God knows if maybe with everything that has happened with the family these last years, we most likely are living through the writing of the last lines of the letter, did God make a mistake? The Lord gets his greater victories out of seeming defeat. Humanity right now is making history. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. The warning prophecy, etc. Speaking of the subject, I would like to share something my dad told me. What might be the 40 days of the 40 days and Nineveh shall be destroyed. That's a Mo letter back in 1973. It's on my Facebook profile page, but anyway. I remember him always telling me the story of how he was getting out that letter way back in the ending year of the year 73. In the ending of the year 73. It was a warning to the government and economical system. After 40 days that letter came out, the king was dethroned. Nixon's Waterloo. But the part of 40 days, Nineveh shall be destroyed, what he believes is 40 years, and that it has to do with the economical system collapsing. He says that it would be this year in, four, in 2014, in the summer of M.E. What is M.E.? Just as the paper pig letter, unless that the Lord has mercy, just as he had mercy on the Ninevites of old. Wow, that is a key to keep in mind, you know. He is very merciful. And, you know, America isn't exactly Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a lot of his people there. But maybe he'll show some of his people to get out of certain cities that will be destroyed. Who knows? Um, wow. All right. Well, the other thing I want to bring up about that letter, the 40 days prophecy, is that um, it came out in that year of 1973 but I found it very interesting to note that in if you look at the dates 1968 to 1969 during that era that's where the children of God really got started and if you look exactly 40 years from that point that's where the whole economic crash of the states began and also where the, the offensive 
the so-called offensive that the family was going to do at that point began. That was in 2008 to 2009. And before that, it really took a lot of faith to believe that all this economic crash stuff was going to happen. There were a lot of economists and people, government researchers, and really smart people that have done their homework uh, talking about this. But it wasn't ever really front page, you know, in your face news like, hey, the dollar's in trouble, the states is sinking, we need to bail out big, big banks and big companies and uh, that's what you saw, 2008-2009. I'll very clearly remember that time immediately following the offensive kickoff as the time where you just saw, like, insanity developing. And um, it was also the time of the election. And, you know, it's it's just... You look at the Word of God, and you look at history, and you see things line up. You think, oh, there's this area called spirituality and God and the Bible and prophecy and prophets. And then there's this whole other area called politics and government and world events with countries. And they're just not even connected at all. It's just like a totally different major in university. So it's not even connected. But when you, when you learn a little bit of both you don't need to be a theologian or a historian but you just pay attention to both sides read the news and read the bible um pay attention to what's happening in the world in uh international politics and pay attention to what god's people are doing and you'll see amazing correlations and if you don't see them just ask god to to give you wisdom and to open your eyes and trust me you will it's really cool well I'm going to keep going with these awesome emails because they're so happy. No pun intended. And there's a beautiful one here. There's some really sweet messages here. So I'm going to just go go for one more. Why not? Thank the Lord. All right. Here she goes. Hi, Michael. Greetings in Jesus. Thank you for uploading such a beautiful story. When I listened to the story of Angelo... It made me cry. That's the testimony by Rick Joyner, um, re-taught by Neville Johnson. And it's just a teaching I found from another YouTube page that's going down. As one of my fellow pirate, gospel gypsy pirates, whose YouTube channel is under fire, and I merely grabbed some of her treasures and threw them onto my ship, until my ship should go down, lest her ship should lose all of those treasures. And um, that's how the internet works. So, hey, if you have a hard drive, save whatever you appreciate and want to keep and re-upload. Because the internet could go down any time. Get a nice big 2 terabyte hard drive and just save all the messages and teachings that you can find. I've got to do that too. Get two two terabyte hard drives. All right. Anyway, happy continues. She says it's such a nice sample of faithfulness and love. And she quotes, "His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord." Matthew twenty five twenty three. And now abideth faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13.13 13. 
Ah, so cool. It reminds me of Jesus's points of view, so far and distant from the human's norm. Grandpa would speak of the same in little things, but this story is so touching, so moving. If someone doesn't get the point, it is because their senses are numb and need prayer. Oh, man, my senses need prayer. I don't want to ever stop being a little child to be able to come into heaven and just receive his love. So great whenever you remember that. When you, whenever you remember that all this world's complications is just trash. It's just it's so great. Alright. Well, she's going to tell me a few other testimonies here. So, here we go. Oh, he says that many who are searching and needy through the internet that, uh, oh, we're praying that you'll reach many who are searching and needy through the internet. Amen. Help us to do that. Help me to share the gospel more. I tend to focus sometimes on the details of the combat and the spiritual warfare. And um, the gospel needs to be preached. And it's the, it's the heart of everything that we're doing is just that Jesus saves. God loves the world so much. He gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Gotta just keep coming back to the gospel. All right, well, here's some, here's, um, okay. Remember that I wrote to you that the Lord had showed me to share with you as well as with others some testimonies. So here I wrote some more. Several months ago, a lady who my mom knew well called her informing her that her unbelieving son had lung cancer and it was widely spread and he was living his last days and that the doctors wanted to remove one of his lungs to give him a few more months to live but she had faith that the Lord would heal him if we prayed for him she also confided that a, a friend of her son had gotten him in a, in a sort of evil magic and she thought he was under his spell so my mom asked her if she could find a way to get in touch with him, since he was in another city quite far from where she was. The first thing that she did, she wrote him the salvation prayer and explained to him the importance of being saved and being healed. And we all claimed the keys of deliverance for him. He was so touched that after that he went back and he did the prayer about 30 times just to be sure. Man, you only need to be doing it once, you know. It's, it's sweet. Even though my mom had told him that one time was enough, they kept communicating. After that, he understood he had to make the whole change, both physically and spiritually, and he started doing so. So he claimed the keys of healing for him. By the time he had gone to the doctor, his lungs were well, so they gave him the medical discharge. Hallelujah. Man. Here's another miracle. All right. In South America, a really old friend of ours and supporter of our missionary work through quite a few years and that since we were in another city we hadn't seen her for some time told us she was sick but that she had reserved some of the details when we came back to visit her we discovered that she had developed cancer on her legs and it was quite an advanced state in an advanced state she told us how happy she was that we'd been praying for her but she wasn't quite sure if it was the Lord's will to heal her. Huh. Is it the Lord's will to heal you? It is always his will. He, he is always wanting to heal us, no matter what. All right, sorry, that was my little intention there. So 
So she was not quite sure it was the Lord's will to heal her. Maybe he wanted her to struggle, she thought. We immediately received that the devil was tricking her. We asked her if she was reading her Bible, but she said more, less, and less. Every while, I read something, and she said, pour her soul out. Something that I remember that troubled her was big wounds and the fact that she felt like a bother her family and everyone else. And she told us how at first she had a lot of faith healed, but later her legs got the wounds and besides the unbearable pain and not being able to walk, the costly treatments where she was submitted in the hospitals. And that no good. The doctors gave no hope. And they told her that probably they could have cut parts of her legs to end with the cancer. But since she had refused, now it was too late and the cancer had spread in her home. We encouraged her with the word and with some healing testimonies and also reminded her about what we knew about eating right and the Lord had the final word and not the doctors. We knew a brother that has the gift of healing, so as soon as we discovered that she was that sick, we called the brother, but then found out that he had just left to another country. We felt quite disappointed because we were counting on him. We were praying what to do next, since our friend was hoping that here one of the other older brethren pray for her. And she was excited and full of faith, and we didn't want to disappoint her, asking the Lord what to do. The Lord encouraged us and showed us not to worry, and to trust him, and that one of the younger ones would be the one to anoint her with the oil. Hmm. Interesting. So we did a Jericho march in her house, and we claimed the keys, and said that she believed that Jesus would heal her. Soon after, she was anointed. Oh, she believed that, that Jesus would heal her soon after she was anointed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> While we were there, we went again to read her the word, and we could see that she was totally changed, both physically and spiritually. We later had to leave the city, and after that, some of us traveled to where I am now. In these last months, I didn't know what had been the outcome since all was in the Lord's hands. But I knew the Lord had promised us that she would be healed, and we had done our part. Just a few days back, I received the news that she is well, she is walking, and she is completely healed. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Prayer in Jesus, happy. Man. And... As a postscript said, we are praying for the Philippines and comfort for everyone there. Clean the keys that he stops those who destroy the earth. Amazing. Amazing. And a key promise. Claim the keys of the kingdom and you'll see how the power of prayer increases a hundredfold. That is the prayer to claim. I mean, she must know that that storm that hit the Philippines was a natural disaster right but not right actually now there is the power to control the weather and if you remember the incredible hurricane that hit new york at the end of 2012 right before the election just to make obama look like some kind of big hero to the american public that their head in the sand about anything that's real weather control is in the hands of the enemy and it is becoming a very physical fact it's something that it's it's not just some spiritual authority governing it it, it is being used for physical reasons for political reasons and i wouldn't surprise if there's something happening to the philippines 
And just as a side note, I mentioned this in an earlier video, but just exactly 12 hours before, maybe even as the typhoon was hitting the Philippines, I was in a deeply involved conversation with someone that loves the Philippines so much and just couldn't talk enough about the beauty of the people and living there. It's like it's like the last Eden on Earth where people still live in peace and harmony and um, with nothing, but they're happy, you know, just fishermen, little fishing towns, there's thousands and thousands of islands. And there's just these little communities in those islands and you can just go and live there and it's like this little haven that's protected from the outside world wow what an amazing place that would be to go and do mission work you know but um anyway i just i've never had such a long conversation with anyone about the philippines it went deep into the night and the very next day the news came out I mean, what are the odds? You know, God has his hand on those people and he is protecting them throughout this most awful of storms in history. And so our prayers go to the Filipinos and our curses go to enemy that attack them. And it's a minute that happy said that man. He stops those who destroy the earth. Amen. Cursed be to any of those men who have that kind of technology. And I'm going to end it here and praise the Lord and thank you so much for amazing and strong soldiers for Jesus who keep fighting no matter what. What a testimony. What an encouraging set of stories and I just I can't wait for more. So, how are you? And this is a challenge to myself to start reading more of the Word and posting it. So, you know, it's not an issue of keeping it alive it's that it is alive and that by holding on to it you are alive that's how the bible lasted for 2000 years so if you have a word from god don't bury it you know keep holding on to it and share it In jesus name god bless you goodbye <laughs>